You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. Dr. Bill Dorfman is not just a famous cosmetic dentist. He is the famous cosmetic dentist. Affectionately known as America's Dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman is widely recognized worldwide as a leading dentist who's responsible for creating the million-dollar smiles for many of Hollywood's brightest stars. In fact, Dr. Dorfman has become a star in his own right as a reoccurring guest co-host on the Emmy-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors. And in addition, Dr. Dorfman is a world-renowned lecturer and author of the best-selling cosmetic dentistry book, The Smile Guide, and the New York Times bestseller, Billion Dollar Smile. So let's welcome America's dentist himself, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Welcome to the program. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Bond. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, I think we're both smiling. So uh, that's great for the dentistry part. (laughs) So so let me ask you this, Dr. Bill. Uh, You are not just a cosmetic dentist. You are the most famous cosmetic dentist in the country. How did you get into dentistry in the first place? Um, I'm going to say I actually fell into it. Uh, I was a little kid. I was two years old. I had a horrible accident and I knocked out all of my upper baby teeth. And in order to assure that my permanent teeth would grow in normally and all that, I had multiple procedures. Now, most normal kids would probably have ended up scared to death of the dentist. I don't know why the whole thing just fascinated me. And I, I just, even at an early age, I thought, you know, this is so cool. I, I want to do this for people and help them. And it never wavered. You know, like when all my little buddies were playing GI Joe, I was a medic, you know, I mean, I, I just, I always knew I was going to be a dentist. Something just stuck. So it's, so, so you were one of the rare ones that would go to the dentist as a child and you weren't scared of the Novocaine or the or the laughing gas? Well, I don't even think they invented Novocaine when we were kids. We're probably about the same age. I mean, I was I really wasn't scared. It, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was a weird kid. Like, I, I mean, and I knew I was weird. I, you know, when when I was when I was five and I started kindergarten, I'll never forget. I, I came home after my first day. And my parents said, they called me Billy as a kid. They said, Billy, how was school? I said, you know, school was okay, but the kids in my class are so immature. Like, who says that at five? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, my gosh. I, I just, I was never a little kid. I was like a little adult in a kid's body my whole life. I remember all through school, I always would look around and say, why are these kids so immature? I just didn't get it. Like the bullying and the, the like, I never did any of that. I was like, I was like a grown up in a kid's body. Well, how did that, how did that uh, transition you? Let's say when you were going into high school, were you, were you still an old soul then? Yeah, I, I just, I, I was like everybody's parent all the time. I, you know, I, I even asked my mom and dad, I said, did I ever get in trouble growing up? And they're like, you yeah, know, I, I just, I always just did the right thing because it was the easier thing to do. Like I knew smoking was bad. Why do it? You know, I knew stealing the car keys was bad. Why do it? So I, literally I was like this old person in the young body. It was weird. Now, see, I can relate to that because even when I was younger in elementary school or high school, I never did the things that would get you into trouble. I would rather not be in trouble and have to pay the consequences later. I just learned the first time. If yeah. you know, your parents said, don't do that, I didn't do it. It's not that hard. <laughs> I'll never forget when I was like six, I came home and I told my parents I wanted to have a conference. They're like, a conference? I said, yeah, with just you two. And I sat them down and I said, listen, I know how to read. They said, yes, you do. And you're very good at it. I said, therefore, 
I don't think I need to go to school anymore. I'll just read everything. They're like, no, we think you still need to go to school. So I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't even argue. I was like, oh, okay. You know? Well, you know, that, I, and that, you know, that's one of the biggest things that uh, I'm a big proponent about is learning how to read and encouraging even adults to read. That's how you gain knowledge. Knowledge is power. And, you know, stop scanning the, the, the smartphones all the time and actually read something. So uh, kudos to you for learning to read and, and enjoying to read at a very young age. But I want to ask you something because most of our audience will recognize you from television, but you are also a very successful entrepreneur. Other than your dental practice, you started a company called Discus Dental. How did that get started? Well, it, you know... <laughs> It's really funny, Dr. Bond, I've had this thing where every time in life that I actually committed myself to doing something philanthropic, something amazing happened as a result. So this is how Discus Dental was born. It was 1989, tooth whitening had just started and the initial kit that was out was horrible. It came from these cowboys in Texas. <laughs> they weren't even dentists. It was called White and Bright by Omni. And, uh, oh, it was just, it was disgusting. I mean, er they, didn't, they didn't understand dentistry at all. But I realized this was a really great product. And I kept thinking, man, this could be better. So put that on the back burner, all right? I'm a big, big, big fitness guru. I go to the gym every day, right? Actually, I just did a photo shoot last year for GQ magazine. I'm the oldest guy they ever put in the magazine shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, I'm at the gym working out and this woman, I'll never forget her name, Cynthia Hearn. I didn't even know her. Comes up to me, says, Doc, would you like to help raise money for children's cancer research? And now I wasn't wealthy. I was just really starting off. So, you know, I mean, yeah, but, you know, I mean, what could I do? She said, well, she said, you are a dentist, correct? I said, yes. She goes, and you're single, right? I'm like, well, yeah, weird. She says, well, we're having a bachelor auction with 10 men auctioning off to a thousand women. Would you participate? I'm like, oh, all right. You know, I figure what the heck. So I was single and I, I mean, it was stupid and humiliating, but the guy in line next to me has become my best friend for life. His name is Robert Heyman. Robert was the son of Fred Heyman, who started Giorgio Cosmetics and literally created Beverly Hills. I mean, Fred Heyman was a legend. He created the red carpet. He created the scent strip for his Giorgio perfume. He created the whole concept of making shopping an experience in his store. Uh, he dressed all the stars for the Academy Awards. So Robert was an MBA from um, Boston and um, he knew manufacturing and marketing. And I pulled him aside and I said, hey, listen, I think there's a real opportunity with this tooth whitening stuff, right? And we literally grew that business from zero with no investors to $1.3 billion in sales before we sold the company. I invented Zoom, tooth whitening, not really? video company. And um, we grew that company from zero to $1.3 billion in sales before we sold it to Philips. Now, how did we grow so quickly? We had a great marketing team. I mean, we really developed an amazing company, but we also got a very, very lucky break. In 2003, ABC put me on its hit show, Extreme Makeover, as a featured dentist. And where our company had grown, 2 million, 4 million, 8 million, 6, we plateaued at 67 million. That year, 2004, we jumped from 67 million to 101 million in sales. The next year, 136. And the third year I was on the show, we did almost $200 million in sales. 
That is incredible. And isn't it amazing that, you know, the power of television and even, you know, I, I still remember Extreme Makeover. Uh, it was it was always one of our favorite shows, you know, Move That Bus. And of course, there were other elements okay. of Extreme That was Extreme Makeover Home Edition. That's the Home we, Edition. But, <laughs> yeah. People's <laughs> breasts up. Yeah, right. Their teeth. Ours was the first one. Well, of course. And, you know, it, but it still amazes me with the power of television and with with someone like you, and I've seen others that, you know, with with fitness areas of certain television shows, and literally they're they're almost household names overnight. And for you, it was not only creating uh, you being a household name, but also exploding your company into levels that you probably never even realized could go that high. Absolutely. And I'll tell you something else. The power of TV back then was way more powerful than it is today. Now it's diluted. You know, you've right. got Netflix, you've got all these other platforms. But, you know, back in the day, you know, we had millions and millions of viewers every Thursday night. And I'll tell you something else, Dr. Bond. Extreme Makeover was the first time ever that dentistry was highlighted in a positive light. It wasn't Little Shop of Horrors or Marathon Man or any of these you know, horrible things. Like I actually got to show people all of the great things that dentistry could do, not only for your health, but your appearance. And it, it really propelled cosmetic dentistry. They said that across North America, cosmetic dentistry increased overnight by 30% in all dental offices. Yeah. Cause you know, a lot of people, I think before then it was more of, you know, if, if you went to the dentist, most people may have gone once or twice a year to do the checkups. Others would only go until there was a problem, which could have been five years, 10 years, and maybe only go once every 10 years. But then when cosmetic dentistry really showed what it could do, a lot of people went in for other work that had nothing to do with, uh, you know, filling a cavity. It was. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what was a beautiful thing. Prior to Extreme Makeover, this never happened. I would come in for a consult. I would sit down with the patient and I would introduce myself and I'd say, you know, how can I help you? Doc, I want Invisalign on my lower teeth, Zoom whitening for my upper and lower teeth, and six porcelain veneers. I'm like, okay, done. You know, like my consults would last three minutes. Whereas, you know, prior to that, I'd have to explain what a porcelain veneer was, you know, is tooth whitening safe? And, you know, like it was amazing. The dental IQ of our country exploded and, you know, Zoom became a household name before Zoom video conferencing, <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you a really funny story. There's, and I got patients flying in from all over and there's this wonderful woman named Sandy who flew in from Houston and she had had all kinds of dental problems forever. And we solved them. You know, we, we, you know, we really solved them. So she's at the airport flying in for an appointment with her dentist and they're in the airport bar and there's a, a TV up there and I'm on TV and there's some drunk guy next to her like oh these dentists they're all blah 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 like really bad mouthing and her husband said sir you can say whatever you want about any dentist not that one because this <laughs> woman here she'll she'll flatten you <laughs> well well let me ask you this dr bill because when you appeared on extreme makeover when did you see this huge uptick in appointments like the next day. I mean, you have to understand, we had an audience of millions and millions that you don't get that anymore. Mm. You know, when, when American Idol was on TV, when it first started, it broke records. You will never see an audience except for like the Super Bowl, like we used to get. I mean, it was crazy. Everywhere I went, people knew me everywhere yeah you know it's it, you know and i agree with you television today is completely diluted 
and I really wish it wasn't that way. I mean, I can literally scan through the guide on my television set and I'm looking at all of these shows thinking, how did that get on TV? Why is that here? Why would somebody come up with that dumb idea? And it's just, to me, it's just so diluted. The quality of television of content is worse than I've ever seen it. You know, and I love shows like Extreme Makeover. I mean, I didn't care if it, you know, I've even seen, uh, I think, Revenge Body with Khloe Kardashian. I love shows like that. I love seeing people go from one area and then triumphing towards another and just being improved and being happy about it. I love shows like that. You know, I like rags to riches types of things because, you know, I think people can relate to certain things like that. I, I, one of the things I think that really broke the barrier was Extreme Makeover took away the stigma of, you know, wanting to fix yourself, you know, because prior to that, people were not very public about plastic surgery. It was always a hush-hush thing, you know? But, you know, our show said, you know what? It's okay to not like, you know, this or not like that. And and even though people may have been critical of some of the facial stuff that was done or, or the body work, nobody ever criticized dentistry. Nobody ever said, you know what? leave him with the bad teeth, you know, like everybody was pretty much unified. I'm like, you know what? Fix his teeth, fix her teeth. You know, it's okay. So I, I never got bad. And I was the only person who was on every single episode of extreme makeover. I'll share something with your audience. Cause I know a lot of them are, are, are business owners and entrepreneurs. You know, I always tell kids and we'll, we'll get into leaping a little bit little later, but LEAP is a motivational leadership program. It's a nonprofit that we do for high school and college kids. And I always tell kids at LEAP, you will have life-defining moments. Sometimes they're spontaneous, sometimes they're planned, but oftentimes you'll look back years later and say, that was a life-defining moment. I had one with ABC. We went ahead and we shot the pilot for Extreme Makeover. Um, all I did was zoom whitening on three patients. They really didn't understand what cosmetic dentistry role would play in the show yet. But we shot the pilot, we had huge ratings, probably the highest rated show that they premiered that year. And then we got picked up for our first season, 24 episodes. First patient, first season needs 20 porcelain veneers, 10 uppers, 10 lowers. At the time, that would have been about $30,000. So I had to send an invoice to ABC prior to working on the patient. They <laughs> fell apart. They, I got an immediate got a phone call like, Dr. Bill, $30,000? I'm like, well, yeah. They said, we had no idea dentistry would be this expensive. I'm like, well, that's what we would charge. They said, well, can you just do three teeth? I'm like, yeah, no. Like her teeth are black. What am I gonna do? Like three white ones in the front? Like, and this is what they could be like, no. Uh, and when I realized that they weren't gonna budge on the budget, I did one of the smartest decisions of my life spontaneously. And in hindsight, it was a life-defining moment. And I said, listen, I'll tell you what, now you have to understand, every single person on that show got paid, the hairstylists, the makeup artists, the weight trainers, the plastic surgeons, the nutritionist, like everybody, but the dentist. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll do all the dentistry for free under three conditions. Number one, I'm the only dentist. Number two, you highlight Zoom tooth whitening in every episode and number three, you give Da Vinci Lab credit for the porcelain veneer. So I call them Da Vinci veneers because I didn't want to get stuck with a $20,000 lab bill when I wasn't getting paid. Now, this was the birth of reality TV. And they were like, fine. They wrote that into my contract, right? You could never get that today. Never. I mean, imagine 
I'm advertising Zoom on primetime TV Thursday night on ABC for free. For free, which right. was probably worth more than the $30,000 it could have paid you for one patient. Hello. <laughs> and I was guaranteed to be in every episode and that they would let me highlight Zoom in every episode. And hence, our company grew from 76 million that year to 101 million. Patients walked into dental offices and said, doctor, I want to get Zoom. And the doctor was like, what? You want to do what? Like, then, 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 then they would do research, go on the internet, find us and say, well, we need to order your system because they had no idea who we were. I mean, it was like music to my ears. Patients, it became a verb. I want to get Zoomed. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. You earn more money doing it that way than than just billing them for every procedure for every like guest said, per week. Like I said, it was a life-defining moment. And at the end of the day, when we ended up selling our company to Philips, it increased our EBITDA to such a beautiful number that when we went out and got a multiple of our EBITDA, I literally had the happiest day of my life besides the birth of my kids. Well, I, I, I mean, I can't even imagine during that time of that show, just the explosiveness of your business, you know, not just, not just your name being in everybody's home, but just the business side of it. Because, you know, most doctors today, regardless what specialty they're in, they don't learn about business in medical school. And, and imagining dental school, you know, what were some of the things you did to ensure success without having a background in business? Yeah, they teach you zero business in dental school. I'll tell you something, as we formed Discus Dental, and I'm sitting there in our, you know, quarterly board meetings, I felt completely useless. So what I did was I went back to UCLA and I took business classes. I took extension courses. You know, I didn't understand the finances of the company. And, you know, it was a real rude awakening for me. You know, when, when we do talk about LEAP, I will tell you this. If, if I can get a kid to walk out of LEAP and just embrace these two things, I feel like we made an impact. And the first one is, don't wait for opportunities in life, make them. If I meet another millennial who tells me they're waiting for the universe to do something, I just want to bang my head against the wall. If you haven't noticed, the universe is pretty busy right now. We got like a pandemic going on. We got idiots in office. We've got, you know, lots of social problems all over the place, right? Number two, when you do get an opportunity in life, don't take it master it and there's I agree. a big difference oh i, I completely ABC, agree when abc put me on extreme makeover i knew dentistry tv not so good <laughs> if you watch the first two or three episodes i looked like a deer in headlights like I, I was waiting for the phone to ring and say hey doc you're a nice guy but we need somebody with a little broader bandwidth and a little bit more person like i just I didn't get it, you know. Well, but at well, least I, I well, was let me ask you this. Well, well, Dr. Bill, let me ask you this because you've seen both spectrums, okay? Extreme Makeover was extremely successful, no pun intended. But then you ended up being a guest co-host on The Doctors. How would you compare the two experiences? Well, let me tell you how that happened. The reason that happened was because once I realized how bad I was, instead of waiting to get fired, I did something about it. I took acting classes, hosting classes, teleprompting classes. I took cold reading classes. I signed up at the Groundlings and did a, a, an improv class. I mean, I wanted to be the best version of me that I could be so I didn't blow this opportunity. You know, young kids come up to me all the time and say, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, what's the secret of success? It's not a secret. Work your butt off. That's the secret. You know, I mean, I think they want a pill. Like that does, doesn't exist. 
right? Oh, I, I completely agree. You got to go out there. You got to work for it. You got to hustle and never. And the one of the thing I live by, I live by two things. One, never lose momentum. And two, if you never ask, the answer's always no. So the first, the first thing we teach kids at LEAP, the, in the, literally, you hit it on the head. In the first hour of the program, I give this little pep talk and I tell them the most powerful three-letter word in the English language, A-S-K. That's You're right. right. Yeah. And, and here's the thing about asking, and because you know this, the, the power of asking it helps the person to gain confidence. It helps them to gain courage. And who cares if the answer's no when you've actually asked? That's okay because there's always a learning experience with a no. Because sometimes you just got to think about it and go, okay, why was the answer no? Maybe you were lacking something. Find out what you're lacking and go make sure you're not lacking in that area anymore. So the next time you ask, it could be a yes. But, you know, People don't ask anymore. You know, you talk about millennials and, and I know that, you know, that word alone has a very large negativity to it because it comes across as being entitled and lazy and the universe is sitting around waiting on them to show up and they're always sitting around waiting for the universe to show up, but it doesn't work that way. You got to get out there and hustle, but you have my interest peaked. Explain what leap is. So, there was a man who was a very affluent insurance salesman and most of his clients were dentists. And he quickly realized that dentists know nothing about business. <laughs> so he started a program to teach dentists how to make money as dentists. And so many of the dentists that went to that program said, you know, I wish there was something like this for our kids, you know, to teach them. So, he started a program. I would come every year as a mentor and speak at that program. Unfortunately, 17 years ago, he passed away. He was 85 years old. And I thought, you know, this program can't die with him. So for the last 15 years, we've had LEAP. And LEAP is a motivational leadership program for high school and college kids. It's a nonprofit. We teach it at UCLA every year and we get amazing speakers to come in and basically share the secrets of their success. In the past, I've had Paula Abdul, Mark Wahlberg, Michael Strahan, Hannah Brown from The Bachelor, Kathy Bates, Anthony Hopkins, um, our mayor, Eric Garcetti, Jason Alexander, um, Usher. Uh, I mean, amazing, amazing people. This year, we're getting Richard Branson. Um, Usher's coming back again. Paula Abdul will be back again. And we basically teach these kids, this isn't about dentistry. We teach these kids skills to be successful in life. The program is for students age 15 to 25. They come and live on campus at UCLA. Now, in 2020, we had to create a virtual program because of the pandemic. So we are now doing a hybrid. Every year we will have the virtual program and the live program. You know. I would say if you can send your student to the live program, they'll get much more out of it. I feel so bad for kids today that have to sit in front of computers, you know, and learn. You know, I think the pandemic has come to a point where, you know, it's okay to, you know, to be in public again. And so, you know, I'm hoping, you know, last year at UCLA, they let us have 50 students live who were vaccinated. And we had a, probably about a thousand virtual. This year, I think the pandemic will have run its course enough that we can probably go back to our regular crowd of like 450 students. And, uh, and then hopefully we'll have about 10,000 uh, virtually. But it is an amazing program. And we literally teach kids skills for success that they don't learn in school. We teach them networking, time management, money management. I do a whole thing on health and fitness and exercise. We teach gratitude. Where do kids learn gratitude today? I mean, there's a such an eclectic, you know, um, curriculum. Um, we teach them public speaking. But I think the one thing we do that really makes LEAP work 
is as soon as a student arrives, we put them in a group with a leader who we call a coach and then 10 other students their own age with hopefully their same interests. We try to, to do that. And, you know, I'll tell you as a father, I have three daughters and they're in their 20s. If I tell my daughter to do something, she's not going to do it, <laughs> right? Now, if you tell her to do it and you're an expert in that field, she might do it. But I guarantee you, if 10 of her girlfriends say do it, it gets done. That's why LEAP works. We put these kids in a group of other kids to encourage them and help them grow and give them a support system. Listen, our kids are growing up today with a lot of negative social media stuff and all kinds of things. And it's really comforting for kids to get into a group of like-minded kids that are going to help them excel. And well, that's what, what Yeah, what are some of the stories you've heard from students that have gone through the program? What did they have what have they told you? You know, I, I'll be honest with you. We have the kids write I appreciate notes all throughout the program. We give them a little pad and at the top it says I appreciate and then you put the person's name and then you tell them why. They'll be like, oh, uh, Dr. Bill, I appreciate the, the lecture you just gave or blah, 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 blah. You know, at the end of the program in 2019, we had about 400 kids at the program. I got about 400 I appreciate notes and it said, Dr. Bill, you and your LEAP team changed my life. And we know it did. You know, I have two young men sitting on my left here that work full time all year with me to help put together the best high school, college motivational leadership program in the world. And these guys are completely committed. And every year we try to up our game and up our game and up our game. And I'll tell you something. I get those notes back and 99% of them will say, Dr. Bill, you and your team at LEAP changed my life. I said 99% because 1% will say, hey, Dr. Bill, you saved my life. And I know we did. You know, some of these kids come in, 60% of the kids that come to our program, Dr. Bond, come on scholarship. These come, our kids are A and B students that come from impoverished families. And we go out and we hunt them down and we give them scholarships. We work with the YMCA, the YWCA, the Steve Harvey Foundation, um, a, a, a plethora of other, you know, um, foundations that, and we go out and we find these great kids that are good students and we make them better. But you know, these, a lot of these kids come to the program and they're just lost. They're just lost and they don't feel like they have a support structure at home and they don't feel like they have anybody to turn to. And we teach them how to depend on each other. And that is invaluable, literally yeah. invaluable. Are you trying to get this program into high schools as well? It is. I mean, we, I mean, we don't go into high schools, but our students are age 15 to 25 and pretty much 50% of the students that come are in the high school group and 50% are in the college group and about 50% are men and 50% are women. You keep doing that program because I, I am a proponent for seeing young people learn things today that they, that, you know, you and I were not taught many, many years ago. And, you know, the world has changed, you know, kids today going through the school system, by the time they graduate high school, they learn, they've learned absolutely nothing, especially not even well, learning anything that pertains to the life that they're now going to face. I'm going to tell you one of my favorite statistics from Leap, right? When our kids graduate college, they don't move back home. <laughs> they go out and get jobs, you know? I mean, it is a powerful, powerful program. And, you know, it's just, and you, you know, when you talk to kids who have gone to LEAP, um, you know, a lot of them will tell you their best friends in life are students that they met at LEAP, you know? So it's, a, it's an amazing program. If anybody out there is interested in sending their student, they can just go to 
leapfoundation.com. It will be July 17th this year to the 24th. Um, and uh, I'll give you our phone number if they want to call. It's 877-855-5327. And, um, you know, the other thing you can do is there a lot of business owners will buy scholarships for their employees' children. Um, and if you are a business owner and you're listening, you'd like to do that. Um, we, we, you know, we always appreciate that. Uh, we are a 501c3 uh, nonprofit. And, um, you know, any donation that you make to LEAP is 100% tax deductible. We'll give you our tax ID number and all that stuff. Well, we're going to make sure that all the information is on the screen for everybody watching. And of course, we will continue to, to voice it for those listening. So it's leapfoundation.com? Correct. Okay, and then we'll also have the phone number up there as well. And I want to ask you something because you are considered one of the fittest people around. How did how did you get into fitness, and how did it play into your dental practice? It's so funny that you ask like that. First of all, I was always an athlete as a kid. I, I played football, baseball, swim, gymnastics, all that stuff. And um, when I start practicing dentistry, people don't realize how physically demanding dentistry is. And I started getting this really bad back and shoulder pain. And so I, I found kind of empirically that when I would go to the gym and really exercise and work out, I could get all my muscles back in balance again. And I felt good. And I realized that if I'm going to be hunched over and treating people and like I need to exercise. So I literally started this very stringent physical exercise routine as a result of being a dentist. And I just never quit. And uh, in 2010, when we sold Discus, um, I was able to cut back the amount of hours I was in the office. So I went to the gym even more. So I work out every day, every day of my life for an hour at least. And I don't care where I am in the world, I'll miss a museum and go to the gym. Like it is my priority and I do it every single day. And it was funny because when the pandemic started, my publicist was contacted by GQ and they asked me to do a thing on men's fitness for men over 50. I'm like, okay, but I'm 63, <laughs> I'm not 50. See, so, I, would have, I would have never guessed that, Doc, Dr. Bill. I, you know, if I would have said, you know, mid-40s. I would have never yeah, thought you I were usually, over 60. I usually take mid-20s, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it, it, I, you know, I eat healthy. I've never done drugs. I don't drink at all. You know, I just, you know, I like being fit and active. Well, you have to. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm all my viewers and listeners know I'm an amateur cyclist. I just finished 65 miles this past weekend and uh, it's all about movement. You don't stand still. You keep moving. And uh, because, you know, when I look at people who are over 60 and they look like they're 80 and I'm like, I don't want to be like that. You know, I yeah. want to be as active as I can be uh, just going forward. And it's all about movement. You know, if you're lifting yeah. weights or if you're doing yoga or if you're doing cycling, whatever, keep moving. They say motion is lotion. <laughs> I love that. And I, I always love tell that. my kids, we have this standing joke in my family. Well, it's not a joke. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, dad, we, I'm like, you know what? You can rest when you're dead. <laughs> That's and right. It's like, you know, you need to keep moving. It's, it's. I'm gonna show you the uh, the GQ picture. This was a uh, oh, I've seen it, but I want my I want to I want my viewers to see it. We can even pop it up on screen. Yeah, see that that's just incredible. Sixty three, buddy. <laughs> see that's the way that's the way we're supposed to look. Yeah, as, you know, you are a such a uh, an inspiration. You're a motivator, so. Uh, and, and with the LEAP program, I know that you are very, very big in mentorship. 
So for all of my viewers and listeners out there, what is your top three biggest pieces of advice? Number one, if you have kids that are 15 to 25, send them a leap or you're a bad parent. (laughs) (laughs) And that's number two and number three. No, Um, (laughs) what would you say are my top three things for business success? Uh, No, uh, um, for mentoring, you know, what are your top three biggest pieces of advice? For mentoring. The one thing that I tell students all the time is that if you're really interested in a profession, find somebody in that profession and go shadow them and really learn what that is. That's one of the beautiful things about LEAP. Our program culminates on Friday with something called a mentor workshop where we have more than a hundred different professionals sitting at tables and the kids get an opportunity to sit there and ask them questions. You know, you're a lawyer. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? You know, what were your biggest challenges? How did you overcome them? So I would say before you really commit your life to a profession, really learn about it and, and, and try to shadow people. When I, when I, I always knew I was going to be a dentist, but when I moved to Beverly Hills, the last thing they needed was another cosmetic dentist, right? I found the five most successful cosmetic dentists. I called them up and I asked if I could come in and shadow them for a day or two. And I took all of the great things that these practices were doing and I put them all into my practice. And within a year or two, I was busier in all of them. See, that, that's, just being, that's just being smart. But at the same time, that's being a go-getter. You know, you've got to be self-motivated. And I think we lack that in today's time. Uh, you know, I believe in self-motivation. Get up and get going. And, you know, and I've heard a lot of people about shadowing other professionals because that's how you learn. And that's how you get better. And in many cases, get better than them. All right. Number two. I am a firm believer in mastermind groups. Uh, Back when I was 40 years old, I joined an organization called YPO, Young Presidents Organization. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, Each chapter puts on a chapter event, which is usually an educational or entertainment type event. But more importantly, each month you have a four hour forum meeting. That forum is comprised of other business owners like yourself that you meet with every month for four hours and you just talk about business, about life, about marriage, divorce, kids, whatever. And what happens is over the years, you develop this personal board of directors. Listen, when we sold Discus Dental, it was a year long roller coaster. And being in a forum of other business owners who got it, was so incredibly helpful to me and helped me navigate through some of the really rough times. You know, unfortunately, same thing personally, when I got divorced, that was tough. Like I'm not used to not having stuff work in my life. And I, I took it real hard. And, you know, having this group of friends that knew me on a really deep level to support me and all that was a wonderful thing. We teach masterminding at LEAP. And in fact, a lot of the kids will exit the program and set up their own mastermind groups where, you know, where they meet once a month with the 10 students that were in their group at LEAP and and continue that forward. So I, I am a firm, firm believer in mastermind groups. We get inundated with so much negativity from social media and things like that. You know, if somebody writes a ridiculous comment on, on, on my Instagram, I don't care. Like, you don't know me, you know. But if my best friend says, hey, Doc, you know, you should, like, maybe not do that. I, I'm going to listen to that, right? Yeah. So I would say that's number two. And then number three, and I think you said earlier, never stop learning. Never stop learning. I take copious amounts of continuing education courses. 99% of what I do as a dentist today wasn't even invented when I started dentistry. Think of that. Wow. When I graduated dental school, 
We didn't have implants. We didn't have tooth whitening. We didn't have porcelain veneers. I mean, that's 99% of my practice. If I had been a dinosaur and just stayed like, I would have no practice. You have to continue to learn throughout your life. You know, people always say, Doc, when you sold discus, why didn't you retire? You know what my answer is? I hate golf. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Like, and I it's too do? slow. I, yeah. Like, what am I going to do? If I'm going to spend six hours doing exercise, I want to break out a sweat and like get sore when I'm done. I want to hit a little ball. And I'm sorry if you have golfers there. I'm just playing a little bit. My grandfather, <laughs> my grandfather was a scratched golfer till he died. <laughs> he just never taught it to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not into that. I've got a horrible swing, so I'll just I'll just stick to cycling for now. But uh, wow, you know, Doctor Bill, you again, you're an incredible inspiration. You are a master motivator, and for all of you watching and listening check out leapfoundation.com. If you have children, if you have high schoolers, if you have college students, send them to leapfoundation.com. The, 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 the next one's in July. Sign up for it. Your life will change. And again, you know, Dr. Bill and I agree with one thing. Never, ever, ever stop learning and never, ever stop moving. And uh, Dr. Bill, let me ask you this. What's left on your bucket list? I was hoping you would ask me that, <laughs> Dr. Bond. I am launching two new products this year, and I'm super duper duper excited about them. So uh, in a nutshell, the first one is a revolutionary new whitening product, right? Now, the number one product on the market today are Crest White Strips for take-home tooth whitening. Five pain points. One, they hurt. Two, they taste bad. Three, <laughs> they move around on your teeth. Four, they're uncomfortable. And five, when you're done, you gotta take this disgusting thing out of your mouth and throw it away. We have made vanishing tooth whitening strips. You put them on your teeth, they stick on. They don't move, they taste good. They have zero sensitivity. They whiten your teeth with the same product, carbamide peroxide. And when you're done with the procedure, they just vanish. So the strips vanish, the stains vanish, and <laughs> poof, your teeth are white. They're called poof tooth whitening strips. Oh, I love it. I'm going to be in line for that. And you're going to see them everywhere. And we're going to be on HSN, QVC, the internet, infomercials, Shark Tank, like just look out for poof. And I want you to notice something too. Look how I spelled it. Yes, I love it. You know why? Why is that? With three O's, I own everything. All the social media, all the domain names, everything. With two O's, I'm kind of screwed. Like, well, that's right? true. That's so true. Poof whitening strips. Well, I'll, I'm definitely going to be in for that. And so what's the second, the second one? one? It's super fun. Okay, so I love caffeine. <laughs> I hate coffee. It stains your teeth. It gives you bad breath. It's just not worth it. So I started using a product called Nodos. Nodos are little caffeine tablets. If you swallow it like 20, 30 minutes, they kind of kick in. If you chew them in 10 minutes, you get a buzz, right? But they taste disgusting. Mm. So what I would do is I would chew up the little caffeine tablet with a piece of chewing gum. And I thought there should be caffeinated gumballs. Well, now there are, and they're called? Buzz balls, I love that. Buzz balls. See, I'm That's surprised no one's ever no one's ever grabbed that name. I know it. I got it. I own it. Well, actually, it's really funny. There's an alcoholic beverage called Buzz Balls, but because <laughs> they're a beverage and I'm a chewing gum, we can both just like Zoom. I mean, I invented Zoom, right? Now you've got Zoom video. I love just telling people, "Hey, I invented Zoom." <laughs> <laughs> okay, tooth whitening, but. 
Anyhow, so yeah, look out for buzz balls. It's going to be everywhere too. See, that, that's great because see, now we can whiten our teeth with poof and then we can take buzz balls and not cause discoloration of well, our no, teeth. Well, no, not only that, the tagline on buzz balls is fresh breath with a kick. I used to make a breath, uh, like a bad breath chewing gum with di at discus. And the two ingredients that, that help fight bad breath are thymol oil and eucalyptus oil because they kill bacteria. They're natural oils. We put those in buzz balls. So it actually gives you fresh breath, a buzz, and it's sweetened with xylitol. So it's karyostatic. It helps fight tooth decay as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big xylitol believer. I'm yeah, I think it's a home run, but <laughs> Oh, you got you have two you have I would say you have two grand slams right there in front of you. Well, let's see how it plays out, but I'm super excited. We should be launching these both in about March. So All right. Well, i I'm gonna be in line for both of them. And for all of my viewers and listeners, what will they find when they go to BillDorfmanDDS.com? They're gonna find a dentist who does lots of other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So ladies and gentlemen, we have been blessed with the presence of Dr. Bill Dorfman, America's dentist and an entrepreneur like no other. And not only that, he has a mentorship spirit, which I absolutely love because we need to be encouraging one another. We need to be teaching one another because it's all about communication and helping one another become better and better. And again, never stop asking, never stop moving. And any last words, Dr. Bill? Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to your audience. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Bill. And remember, come in March, just like Dr. Bill said, poof whitening uh, strips that dissolve in your mouth, which I think is an absolute brilliant idea. And hey, I think we're all going to be grabbing some buzz balls to keep us awake and energized. And hey, and guess what? Let's use it to our own benefit and hit the gym and go work out. So how about that? All right, Dr. Bill, thank you again for uh, gracing us with your, your time and your presence here today. And ladies and gentlemen, stick around because we'll be right back after these messages. <music> 